0: Everse. Now, let the party begin. You're healthy.
1: Radio. Addiction starts now.
0: <laughs> more like Motorcycle Madhouse on Spotify and iTunes Radio. Welcome to this episode of Motorcycle Madhouse. Don't forget to subscribe if you already haven't and share the word for us. Today, I wanted to talk about the modern biker. How the internet destroyed the modern biker is such a fitting title for this episode of Motorcycle Madhouse, isn't it? Personally, I call these modern times of being a biker, the politically correct internet tough guy decade. First, the lifestyle had the rub invasion in 1994. Then, we had the sons of anarchy generation in 2008, and now, we had the worst of them all, internet tough guys who wouldn't know what to do on the streets if called out on their crap. We all know them. Hopefully, these people have 911 on speed dial so after they get knocked out, they can reach for that phone. Sad state of affairs nowadays. Sad state, let me tell you. Here's a question for you all Doesn't it burn your ass seeing these fools talking all the smack they can on the internet? It's like really. They really think their opinions mean something. They actually think people are sitting there and are going to stroke their peckers for saying some of the stupidest crap imaginable. For one, most of these people probably don't ride, and if they do, they go to the local dealership bike nights to play wild hog. Those are the ones those are the worst ones they hang out at the Harley Davidson dealers and next thing you know they are the world's premier experts on being a biker and what it's about and let's not forget to mention they are probably middle-aged and probably got their first bike within the past couple of years so now they're experts These are the people who think they can change decades of traditions because they can't pass the mustard of fitting in anywhere else besides hanging out with the other yahoos at the dealership who do we have to thank for all this stupidity Harley Davidson and Kirk Sutter that's who I say for one working-class bikers I think are responsible for Harley Davidson, they bought into the company's BS and got bent over and got a good spoon job. They made the company popular with the image that was stolen from them, and Harley Davidson sold it to a bunch of rich jokes. Then you wonder why prices are so expensive for a bike that really isn't at all keeping up with the foreign motorcycles Uh well and how's those Harley Davidson's tattoos doing out there folks you know I always laugh my ass off when I had to tattoo someone who had a Harley you wanted a Harley Davidson tattoo I actually would charge double the price to tattoo it because if they were stupid enough to put a company logo on them who could care less about them then why shouldn't I get into the action off at her stupidity that's the way I think I know here it comes the Harley Davidson cheerleaders are going to be coming out of the woodworks cussing me out because I disrespected their precious Harley Davidson motor company same people Who throw some of these other motorcycle... (laughs) Oh, my God. These other motorcycle radio programs. Have you actually listened to some of these fools? Christ. It's like you can only hear so much of the boring ass I did this or I did that at this this corporate ass rally. Why not take on some of the hard issues in the biker community? It might actually make the show tolerable to listen to, people. Anyways, back to the internet and social media. I have a legitimate question, and maybe some of you will be able to help me out on this. What is the need for these fake-ass people to go online and think they are some sort of tough guy? How many times have we read comments where a club was involved in something and one of these idiots say, well, I would have never let that happen or I would have done this or that. You know what I, What we call that here in Chicago, right? Woofing. Just like an annoying ass dog barking for an hour straight that's exactly what these types of people are. Annoying little cesspools of human beings. I remember in the club base, we used to run up on asses that did nothing but woof. They're woofers. We'd be in a bar and these loudmouths would be speaking all their crap. Next thing you know, they're on the ground looking up, whining and crying about getting that ass handed to them. And when I say crying, they're crying. (laughs) I'm so sorry. I didn't mean that. Please, no more. These are the exact same people who go off commenting on the internet postings. These are also the same pinheads. Who like talking crap to a lot of creators on the internet?
1: You don't ride your bike or you don't do this. First off, you little slimes,
0: a radio show or shooting videos is some of these creators' jobs. This means they are actually working, something a lot of people don't realize. People think that doing stuff like putting videos out or radio shows is a hobby. You're idiots if you think that. Who in their right mind would spend the money it takes to put on a show and do it for free, by the way? If it's just a hobby. The one that really gets me is the criticisms of Black Dragon. We hear it all the time. You never ride your bike, or you trailer your bike. You know what? First off, I can almost guarantee most making that statement are the ones we always see at Sturgis's campgrounds or other major rallies
1: with their RVs. Secondly, some of these fools cannot understand the
0: concept of what a YouTube. Tra- channel creators channel is based around black dragons is based on 99% MC protocol this means that he has chats either in front of a green screen for a professional look or a good background the channel isn't about riding to this place or that place it's not a Moodle vlog channel like the many others you see he deals in subjects and that have to do with the biker community and you don't need to see him riding all over the place Oh, while we're at that do you fools who go around that actually make your opinions based on a video or a string of videos on the way a creator live lives their lives or what they may or not be may or may not be doing that is the one that truly makes me laugh my ass off these fools think all creators do is sit in front of a computer screen and video camera all day because they base them thoughts off of seeing what is happening in a damn video sorry to make it to you everyone there is a lot more to life than just what you see in those videos or hear the air there really is for example I'll give you a typical day in the life of Hollywood I'm in the studio from 6 a.m. to 2 p.m. doing all the material for insane throttle and motorcycle madhouse at about two o'clock I then go to my other job until about nine And yes you fools I do ride wherever I go and no I'm not going to carry a camera around and amuse us all day after that I usually go out and hang with some friends and do it all over again usually my work week is six days a week and I let loose on the weekends I actually live the lifestyle like I've been doing for over 25 years So basically, what the fools mouth off are seeing is what I do from six to two. I don't show my whole damn life to people. This isn't a reality show, you dummies. The premise of my channel is Motorcycle Madhouse. A radio show in which you can download on your MP3 player, up of Spotify, iTunes, or all the big platforms and take it with you and listen to it on the road. Which, by the way, thank you. The numbers are through the roof on downloads of the show, and think I'm going to thank all of my loyal followers for that. You guys are awesome. But as far as the YouTube channel is concerned it is based around the show and when you see some of the videos in the live sessions on Monday what you're really seeing is a taping of a show for the radio again I laugh at these internet tough guys all the time when they try and pull that crap on me ask yourself this I won the 2019 Entertainment of the Year Award for NCOM, National Coalition of Motorcyclists. I want to stress entertainment, by the way, because that's what the show is, okay? It's entertainment. I got to talk with tons of clubs while I was there, had the honor of getting that award from those amazing clubs. When someone says that all you do is sit behind a desk and don't live the life, You're truly making yourselves look like a bunch of asses. Many of these creators won't dare step onto the street because of the stupid crap they've said. And why? Because they are the biggest fakes I've ever seen. It's funny. I once saw a post where a creator said he would only meet people he's known on the internet For at least a year. Do you know what that tells me? Those kind of creators are cowards. Can't stand behind your material and only can talk crap on the net. While guys like myself and Black Dragon are actually out there meeting fans of the show and attending bike events. So again... Explain how we are not living the lifestyle if you can, I'm confused. And I say we because idiots try that line on me all the time. Sometimes these people and some creators make themselves out to be the biggest fools of them all. All they have to do is open their mouths and they look like an ass. What's funnier is these fools contradict themselves left and right, and then try to the excuses to cover it up because they can't keep the story straight. See the hypocrisy in that? If a creator will not meet those who support him or her, they're a bunch of they're a bunch of frauds. Plain and simple. They fall in with those who are the internet tough guy segment of the new biker population. And you know what crap on that subject? I received about a dozen emails from some group where a dude talks about this and that and how great he is. Well, this group planned to run and everyone knew it about it a year ahead of time.
1: And guess who didn't show up? Yep. The one in charge of the group. See, people can talk all they want when it comes to the Internet. It's when
0: they get out of those streets and do your thing when it proves to a lot of people who you really are. So when you have an event talked up and the so-called leader of the group doesn't show up it just shows people how much that person is truly about but you know what and you know what's sad is people continue to follow that kind of person how screwed up is that really but that's the type of people in the scenes nowadays people are so desperate to fit into this group or that group they forget to stand on their own two feet better yet they're a bunch of cowards who have to be led through life with someone holding on to their peckers. Sad state of affairs it really is. Forget what you might have known growing up around the biker scene. Those days are truly gone and replaced with some of the most fake people I've ever seen. Actually, it's people like that. They're acting like they're in high school nowadays still. These whiners who call themselves bikers are the ones truly destroying the scene. They think it's high school. Well, them and these people who put up some of the thickest crap I've seen from so-called creators. It's no wonder we have the problems we do. It's actually a huge shame for those coming into the scene. Those people will probably never know what it was like to be a part of something that was real and not watered down. It's truly... I feel sorry for them. You know, many people ask if the scene will ever go back to the way it was pre-94 Rub Invasion. Personally, I don't think it ever will because you have too many fake people out there, (laughs) as well as the motor company introducing people into the scene that have no business on a bike. The motor company might as well borrow Honda's slogan it used in the 1970s because those are exactly the people coming into the lifestyle. Nothing but a bunch of rubs and posers who get the
1: rocks off writing BS comments on the internet. Man!
0: <laughs> so, with that, we're going to take a quick commercial break. And when we come back, we have. I did an interview that we're going to get some information out there to help you guys out on motorcycle insurance, club insurance, all that good stuff hopefully you can give you uh, some good tips and hey save you money in the mark if you're in the market for uh, motorcycle or club insurance because you know when you go through the whole process and stuff companies really don't explain it and especially to new riders so I'm glad to have him on the show and again after we come back from the commercial break We'll get to it and get at it, and uh, I'll see you on the other end. Hi, this is James Hollywood Party, and if you're listening to this, you obviously like podcasts, and you'll probably like music too. On Spotify, you can listen to all that in one place for free. You don't even need a premium account. Spotify has a huge catalog of podcasts on every topic, including the motorcycle madhouse the one you're listening to right now on spotify you can follow your favorite podcast so you never miss an episode download episodes to listen offline whenever you want and wherever you are easily share what you're listening to with your friends via spotify's integrations with social media platforms like instagram and just search for motorcycle madhouse on the spotify app or browse podcast in the your library tab and follow me so you'll never miss an episode of Motorcycle Madhouse. Spotify is the world's leading music streaming platform, and now it can be your go-to podcast. Motorcycle Madhouse on Spotify and iTunes Radio and welcome back from the commercial break and right now I'm gonna be bringing in a caller His name is Steve Compton, and he owns his own insurance agency, and this is one thing I thought that we would bring to the show is something that would actually benefit the biker community. Steve has uh, owned his own insurance company for over 16 years. He's also a biker, and he's a club member as well. So, let's bring Steve on, and uh, let's get diving into some insurance and see uh, what we can do as as far as getting you guys some great biker uh, insurance for the motorcycles and all that stuff. How you doing, Steve?
1: Doing great, doing great. Rock and
0: roll, buddy. Hey, what the insurance company do you uh, own? Well, I don't own
2: it. I wish I owned an insurance company, but I, I own an insurance agency. So we, we sell for uh, different companies. Um, Currently, I I represent several companies. I have an exclusive agreement with Nationwide Insurance, um, which is kind of a unique situation. So on top of Nationwide, I represent, uh, man, maybe two dozen different companies. Uh, For motorcycle insurance, as of right now, I have about four or five companies that I can write motorcycle insurance with.
0: Mm-hmm. And what companies are that? Because I know the popular ones out there are Progressive, uh, Geico, Allstate. Yep.
2: So um, right now I got I have Nationwide, I have Progressive, of course. Most people have Progressive. I have a company called Foremost. And that's F-O-R-E-M-O-S-T, um, which a lot of people probably don't know about, but they are owned by Farmers Insurance Zurich. Um, And then I have another company called American Modern. Um, They're uh, more of a regional company out of Ohio. Um, And then I also have the top, you know, Travelers, some other carriers I can broker through. Mm -hmm. Um, But those are the main ones that I I have access to now.
0: Right. Now you can uh, write for liability. You can do uh, full coverage, all that type of stuff. Does your full coverage come with towing and all that?
2: Yeah, uh, most, most of the carriers will provide, well, layman terms, we call it full coverage. Now, insurance people, they don't like to use the word full coverage because it gets get you in trouble. But we still say full coverage. Uh, full coverage is nothing but comp and collision coverage. Um, but most of the carriers will offer it. Now, where you start having problems, okay, is when you get with the sports bikes. Mm-hmm. Now, when you start getting on horse bikes, then some of these carriers, um, they get, they might give you a hard time about common collision. Um, why is but, that?
1: <laughs> well,
2: they go down a lot,
1: they mm-hmm. go down
2: a lot. Um, and most of the time they are total loss. Most bikes are total loss, but usually when they go down, it, it's just the value of the bike compared to the, that fairing and all that, all that stuff. It, it they'll, they'll total it out. So a lot of times they just restrict um, common collision, depending on your driving record and your age. Right. Uh but most cruisers you can get it. Most cruisers you, you can get coverage.
1: Hmm.
0: Now, uh, as an uh, insurance I, agent, does it matter the brand? uh because uh, what are the you know the top three maybe most uh, stolen motorcycles?
2: I wish I had that data, but of course you're going to be looking at the one that's, of, that's out there the most. So um, you, you know it's going to be Harley.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and then, you know, I'm not privy to all the sports bikes. I'm not really into it, but sports bikes get stolen a lot, too. Um, you know, people get, get them for the parts. Right. Um, but, of course, Harley is um, high on the list.
0: Now, do insurance, company,
2: model,
0: does insurance companies give discounts for theft
1: preventions?
2: Yes, they do. Uh, most of the time, it's already embedded in the VIN number. And so we might click a little button that says, oh, you might say, oh, Steve, I have a LoJack or some type of device. And you click that button, and, and you might see a dollar or two drop off. Uh, most of the time, it's already embedded in whatever the factory uh when they when they when the bike came off the line, whatever um, theft deterrence or options is already embedded in the quote. So you can tell me that, you know, but really it's not gonna really impact your rate. Mm.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. What no, advice yeah,
0: yeah. uh now what is the median age uh for those that you're insuring right now? And the reason why I asked that is because uh You know, a lot of the manufacturers have been having a hard time uh, bringing in younger kids into the lifestyle, so I was just wondering what the median age that you're uh, writing policies on.
2: For me, it's generally going to be 35 and up. That's mainly because that's my age bracket. You know, I'm a salesperson, so I attract people. Me and my staff, we attract people in our age group. And the other reason why that is, because when a 25-year-old calls, and most young people, they get sports bikes. And they, the pricing is ridiculous. I mean, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. And I don't even know how some of these guys can afford to ride them. Uh, because if they're young and they get a sports bike, I mean, they're paying three or four times what me and you are paying for a cruiser.
0: Right. Well, I know what you're talking about when it comes to sports bike. I had a Katana because I used to love racing and stuff like that. I had a Katana. I know how
2: much it was. <laughs> yeah, so the young people it's just insurance companies want their business. It's just they're calling they're calling us with, you know, uh you know, uh one thousand and twenty seven. And the insurance company they rate them. Mm. Uh, they can't afford it. So they're probably finding some off brand companies I probably don't have, know much about. Um but the yeah, insurance companies want their they, they want their, they want everybody's business.
0: Mm. Just I, know, bet, uh, I bet, I bet the abuser the or the 14, man, is uh, outrageous.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, I mean, I when they call, man, I'll be honest with you, I kind of tell them, like, look, you know, I kind of give them a heads up, so that way I won't, you know, spend too much of our time, you know, but, yeah, most of my clients are in our age group, mm-hmm. a little older.
1: Right. Now, um, you
0: said you also write uh, liability for clubs, man, and that's huge, because I don't know... Uh, if a lot of clubs know that that's out there.
2: Yeah, um, and if they do they they're concerned about the price. And and if they do call around, if they call some captive agents, some agents that's all safe, they farm. Um, you know, I'm captive but I still can broker out. You know most standard companies don't have a market for um clubs or bars. They don't have a market. So you have to you know, you have to be really Really, be a broker that has access to a whole bunch of commercial carriers. Um, now, I'm not going to lie; it's tough. It's tough. You no, know, it's easier for a club to get general liability if they have a clubhouse. I mean, you would think it would be the other way around, but the insurance company has a physical point to connect you to. You know, they have an area, they have something they can go inspect if they want to. Mm-hmm. You know, when you don't have a clubhouse, it's kind of Where's your territory? Where you operate? Where you're going? So it's, it's tougher if you don't have a clubhouse. But um, there are companies that will insure um, clubs.
1: Now, um, what and, do they get out of that policy? Okay, well,
2: basically, commercial policies provide general liability. Okay? So general liability provides protection for the um, association, the club, or the business, if someone sues you, okay, if somebody's trying to prove that you caused bodily injury or damage, okay? And what the, what the policy does is, I mean, you could be dead right. That doesn't stop anybody from suing you. So what the insurance policy does, it provides defense um, coverage. So when, you have, when someone's suing you, you could be dead right or wrong, you have to have an attorney. The insurance company pays for that. They send the attorney's. And then, if you lose the case, depending on which policy you have, the defense cost could be included or not. So, let's say the defense cost is not included, which is that's more um, most policies exclude defense costs. So, they sent attorneys downtown or wherever to fight your case, and that took thirty days. that That bill might be forty thousand dollars. If you lose the case, depending they um, whatever your amount is, you still have access to that amount. So let's say it's a million dollar general liability policy, the defense cost doesn't come out. Now, if you have a policy, the defense cost comes out and they spend $30,000 on defense and you lose the case, you have a million dollar policy, now you have access to $970,000.
1: Okay. Mm,
2: okay. A lot of things they cover is civil. It's not going to get into a criminal situation, but something that happens a lot, people say, okay, let's say a fight happens. And then they, they come down on the, on the, on the bar owner, or the club, or whatever, saying, well, you didn't have enough security, or you didn't have lights. Okay, well, that, that's something the insurance company would get involved. Or somebody slips and falls, or they was on the, the deck, and the deck collapsed, or um, somebody got hurt that was a vice owner, and there was a brawl. All that stuff, you know, the insurance company um, could provide coverage. Mm -hmm. Um, The other thing that's important, and this is really important, but I want to make sure I do say more things before we get off the club insurance. The other thing, when you're looking for insurance for your club, okay, you make sure that you add liquor liability because the general liability policy, um, alcohol is excluded from all general liability policies. Mm. And it doesn't matter if you're selling it, BYOB, I'm going to say something about BYOB, but if alcohol is being consumed or associated with your weekend event or your ride or whatever, there's no coverage. So you have to add alcohol back to the policy by getting liquor liability. So make sure that you get liquor liability, which, is, which the same agent will just add that to your policy. Right. Um. One thing I do want to say it's expensive. I will say that. It, it can be expensive, depending on the size of your club, your, the area, the amount of coverage. You know, I mean I, I I don't want to throw a number out here, but it could be anywhere between fifteen hundred to three thousand dollars a year.
1: Okay.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, but what clubs can do, okay, you can get what we call event insurance. And so it will, just, it will be a policy only for a particular event. So let's say you might have your anniversary. You can get a policy to cover those three days. Let's say you got a charity run. You can get a policy to cover that day. And, uh, and that way, you know, because that's probably the only time you might be exposed to the general public.
0: Now, do you yeah. uh, cover uh, poker runs and stuff?
2: Yeah, they cover that. They do. Insurance companies will cover that. Now, and with I'ma the poker
0: like, runs, do you have to have waivers uh, for the riders to sign? Because, say somebody's out there and they get in a wreck, but they're on
1: your event.
2: I'm gonna tell you how they would. Waivers, any peg leg, attorney, I'm not, and I'll I, I have nothing to get tank. They can either waiver up.
1: Hmm. A
2: waiver. It's kind of it. It's kind of like having that lock on your screen door. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, you, somebody might get shook and they run away, but. You know, it's, it's something that anybody can rip out a party. Man, the right thing to do is to incorporate your organization. Keep your name off of, keep your personal name off of bank accounts. Keep, keep, keep your personal stuff off of that and get and get a policy. That way if something happens, you know, you say, okay, you get the information, you call the insurance company, let them handle it.
0: Right, because they actually get the attorneys and stuff if somebody's trying to sue, uh, sue you and all that stuff.
2: Yeah, it's on them. You don't do anything. They pay for the attorneys. They pay for the costs. And the thing about it is if defense cost is not included, if it's not included, which it's about 50-50 now, it mm-hmm. doesn't matter how long that case goes. The insurance company's paying that. And if you lose, it doesn't tap into your coverage. Mm-hmm. So that, that, So that's why you might want to look at it to see if defense costs is, is covered or not, but yeah, they're cut they're, because you got to think about it. they want to fight that case because they don't want to pay out that million dollars right they, they don't want to they, they, they're going to fight it, they're going to fight it and fight it and fight it. you know so we've got to make sure we do the right things you know you, you, that we're on, that, that we're honest on the application, you tell the agent everything because the bottom line is you don't want to pay for something and, and then you have a loss. And now they're saying you misrepresented, and now you got that headed. And so that's one thing that I, I make sure I do, is that I'm going to set you up right. And if I can't do it that way, then I, I, I will tell you that I can't, I can't help you. May I have
1: your attention, please?
0: Need your daily dose of biker news? Then what are you waiting for? Visit HarleyLiberty.com and keep up to date with all the happenings in the biker scene and wait there's more insane throttle biker news is now on instagram come on over and give us a follow and get special video content not seen elsewhere on the net just type in insane throttle biker news in the search bar
3: in your face all over the place we're online
0: 24 7 24 7. ladies and gentlemen here it is the most listened to radio show on the planet even the other stations are tuned in too a madhouse on spotify and itunes radio and welcome back so if you want motorcycle or club insurance liability go ahead and give him a call all this information's at the bottom in the description box and look who we have now we got China doll in the house <laughs> finally in the house don't we
1: yeah
3: how you doing <laughs> yeah
0: we're doing pretty good she's been going through some health issues and getting them uh, taken care of And we got a lot going on in our life right now. We just had a new grandbaby. A bouncing baby boy. I call him Little Cub. (laughs) What's your name for him?
3: Little Nugget.
0: Little Nugget, but... Because
3: he's only five pounds.
0: Yeah, he was born a little earlier. Uh, He has that, uh, what is it, spinal bifida?
3: Spinal spinal
0: bifida. Spinal bifida. So uh, we're going through right now and taking care of that with... uh, The kids, so but China Doll is here today. We're gonna be talking about the upcoming event over in Black River Falls. And China Doll is gonna be the one doing all the interviews and reporting. (laughs) Live
3: at NCN!
0: (laughs) So what can we look forward to with your reporting?
3: Well, I'd say I'm going to look for some oldies but goodies as far as motorcycles go like hmm your first bike Triumph I'm looking for some of them bad boys
0: 77 Triumph Bonneville Uh, that was my first one and uh, hopefully you know you don't see many of those around anymore uh, triumph still makes a good bike but
3: heck if i could find an indian that'd be even better
0: <laughs> an older one yeah but yeah, i'm for sure real. i'm sure that there'll be some indians there but i'm thinking mostly harley's at this one so hopefully we'll get some old ones you'll be around taking pictures and stuff like that and doing the interviews what else are you going to be doing out there what else can they expect from you
3: well let's see Um, I'm gonna be recording some of the games that are going on. I'd like to see that. What is what was that slow something game?
0: Uh, the slow race, yeah. And then of course, you got the weenie bites, and you got you're gonna be interviewing a lot of the bands as too.
3: Yeah, I don't know what bands are playing because you haven't told me. But I'm gonna get my way in there.
0: And uh, if you're gonna be stopping by the Black River Falls, I'll be at the the table doing the radio uh, portion of the show and. We're going to have the drone out there, too. I'm going to take the drone out there.
3: Oh, that'll be fun. Maybe the drone can follow me.
0: <laughs> they got a beach there. They got cabins there. They got all kinds of camping, and it's included in the price. I think it's like $69 for the whole weekend.
3: 69
0: <laughs> It's perfectly fitting, ain't it?
3: It's very fitting.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so this will be China Dolls first event where she's actually behind, you know, taking over the interviewing and stuff like that because I got too much to work at the, on the radio end. That's really where my focus is on this whole uh, thing. So she's going to be out there doing it all.
3: <laughs> Live with China Doll.
0: What are you looking forward to though at the party?
3: I don't know. Meeting new people.
0: Rock on. Because
3: I'm a people person.
0: Yeah, you are a people person. You're more of a people person than I ever was. I'm extremely a people person. Right?
3: <laughs> I want to find out about their bikes, if they did special things to their bikes, what upgrades, what kind of stuff they did to it, or if it's just El Natural.
0: Rock on. Rock on.
3: And if the paint job's a special paint job, right. I'd like to get no information about that.
0: Now, so people know, this ain't like your you know, ordinary biker rally. <laughs> no. <laughs> this is like an adult biker rally yeah yeah, it's called like maybe 21 and over 21 and over just don't uh get at what this rally's about i think a lot of people if they're not used to this type of rally they're gonna probably be a little surprised
3: a, l- a little surprised and confused
0: <laughs> well that's just like now i just got a text from uh Marvin, he's actually the owner of Black River Falls, and he says, I'll take five of those.
3: Whoa!
0: (laughs) Boobs! Can't show them on the air to you, but uh, yeah, he's uh, been sending some uh, pictures over of the, uh, how can I say, entertainment?
3: The entertainment committee.
0: (laughs) And boy, she is not on the little titty committee. No, that's my job. (laughs) so uh there's gonna be all types of stuff up there uh rides and uh you're right there by the national forest. i'm gonna be getting a lot of uh stuff because i'm starting my other channel too Uh, a lot of outdoors stuff because i like fishing hunting camping all that type of stuff so you'll be able to see a lot of that on the video coming out uh it's just gonna be a great time if they're not there missing out
3: Oh, yeah. They're missing out, especially with me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so another subject that we've been doing this show is how the Internet killed the modern biker. You hear me bitching about it all the time.
3: I bitch about it every day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what do you think and how the Internet, from a woman's point of view, because you run a woman's group, a woman's biker group. Yeah. How do you think the Internet's killed the modern biker?
3: just cuz of the social media and everybody being negative. Mm. I mean, everybody's so negative about the biker this, biker that, biker this. It's all negative. There's never there's never any positive out there. And when there's trying to be positive, they kind of try and roll it into negative. Right. And it doesn't make any sense. And I always thought, you know, a biker is a biker and it should be a family thing.
0: Well, we know it's not all family.
3: (laughs) No, but you can make it feel like one.
0: Right. Well, if you're coming from that angle, yeah, biker's about a family community and stuff like that. But like I talked earlier, man, uh, half of these people on the Internet, and I got to deal with it because of the groups and stuff with uh, Insane Throttle, A lot of them act like they're in high school, man. It's worse than uh, high school with some of these people. It's like they have to go and implement their voice into something. They got to make it known. One of the funniest things I see on the internet is when they announce that they're leaving groups because they're mad.
3: What are they, five? (laughs) It's like... (laughs) I'm leaving!
0: it's like really are you serious just leave you gotta announce it <laughs> just it's leave. it's like who cares about your opinion in the first <laughs> place but a lot has freaking changed and in the next segment i'm actually going to be talking about uh a lot of the questions i get as motorcycle clubs will they ever get along and stuff so i'll leave that to the next section i actually did a a moto vlog on that subject that is going to be coming out in the next couple weeks but it's always funny when you see these internet tough guys, the billy really badasses. Yeah, they're talking all this stuff, and next thing you know, they're on the street and and they don't say shit. No crap. You know, you you work in a very public place. You get to see a lot of these people come Yeah. <laughs> what is your thoughts when you see them pull up?
3: Well, the people on the bikes. Yeah. Oh, well, when they're outside the gas station, when they're outside and they're at the pumps, they act all hard and like, heh heh heh. Then when they walk inside, where's your bathroom? (laughs) And then the best, the best, you got these big, 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 big guys coming in, right? Really big biker guys coming in. And our bathroom door, okay, it's a tornado door, which is also similar to a bulletproof door, which is very heavy we got five-year-olds that can open these doors and these biker guys cannot open these doors it's like what the heck is wrong with you right but you're back into it but they're the way they talk the way they act they 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 come in acting like they're like five
0: (laughs) well you know what i find even funnier is when they're up there and you get you the rubs to me and i walk in they always looking
3: we, oh, they stare you down. <laughs> but they don't say nothing.
0: It's like, yeah, I got tattoos all over the place. Yeah, they're on my face. That's the way I am. I was a tattoo artist. What are you going to do? And they just back the fuck. It's like they back off and put their head between their tail.
3: Well, I think my favorite is is when you come up to the counter. And and like you'll be like the next person in line or whatever. And there's this guy in front of you. And he's talking mad talk. Like acting like this. Like he can beat up anybody or whatever. And then I'm like, I'm like, I can help you over here, sir. Acting like I don't know him and stuff. And then he comes over to mine and the guy looks over and goes, oh. And then all of a sudden he slowly wakes his way to the door like, oh my God, why was I saying all that guy? That guy could have just totally whooped me.
0: (laughs) And I think that's the problem I have with, I think I have a hard time with the lifestyle now. Uh, compared to a lot of people. Yeah. You know, because the way things were, even when we first met, was a whole lot different than it is now.
3: Well, and it's like even when I'm at work, 90% of the time people are thinking I'm crazy. Because it's like 90 something degrees outside. And when I'm at work, I actually wear my work jacket. Which is a thin jacket. It's like it's about as thin as a, my hoodie that I have on. But mainly it's because I've my tattoos are well, let's just take this off. Um I I got a lot. And the people that come in to the to the gas station whenever I have my coat off, I get a lot of looks.
1: <laughs>
3: because they've really never seen me without my coat. So when my coat is off, people that are regular customers there that have been dealing with me for the past over a year and almost almost a year and a half there, They look at me different from when I have my coat on to when I have my coat off. Mm. And I'm still the same person. Right, right. They just didn't see that I had these underneath because the coat was always on. Mm -hmm. But you get treated a little differently when it's revealed and it's the same person you waited on six months ago.
0: Right, right.
3: I mean, the looks they give you, especially the senior citizens.
0: Well, it's not the senior citizens as much as it is people oh. who are jumping on bikes. You notice the leathers?
3: <laughs> you mean the pleathers? Yeah. Not even how many of them are real leather anymore. And it's like, to me,
0: I don't wear a vest. No. I won't wear leathers unless it's cold out. Right in a t-shirt and jeans you know and it's like these people it's 90 degrees out in their full blown leathers
3: they've got their they've got their winter leather jackets on it's stupid it's insane
0: it's like are you kidding me
3: you have to be somebody
0: like that you know it's like people can't tell the difference
3: of what you're trying to do well, my favorite is every every once in a while, I see a couple of these guys that pull up and they crack me up because they're wearing jean jacket vests.
0: <laughs> the old school
3: ones? <laughs> yeah. And they got like band logos on the back. Wow. <laughs> and I'm like, and then I look and I see what they're riding. They're on rice burners.
0: well lately i've been getting a lot of you know people sending emails and stuff and they say you seem crabby all the time towards you know this subject or that subject and it gets to the point because i report on it every day yeah and it's like you step back and you say really are you kidding me that's how people are acting now (laughs) you know i was talking about earlier how these you know so posed tough guys walk into a bar and they'll talk all the smack about clubs Mm -hmm. and next thing you know well you've seen it yeah one of them get laid out and they're actually crying (laughs) you know why'd you beat me up right why didn't you guys help me so, you know, I just think, you know, cuz I put up different uh levels of what I think lifestyles going through right now. We're in the internet age and I don't think it's ever going to get better.
3: I think it might just get worse.
0: You know, I don't know if, you know, better from my way of looking at it or, you know, might look good to rubs, you know. I don't know. What do you consider a rub? You know, those idiots. Remember in 94, I used to complain all the time. i come home and shit like that and say, these people are the biggest fakes I ever met, man. They're middle-aged. They just got their first Harley. And now they're walking around and puffing their chest. Like the crap don't stink. Yeah.
3: uh, (laughs) They still
0: do that. Remember at TNT's? It it, it was like, because that was our bar, TNT's, over uh, in Schiller Park. Which is no longer there. No, man, they bulldozed that thing, man. But anyway, it was a good freaking bar. They come in there, and uh, that one guy I smacked the hell out of for uh, throwing that change at the bartender. Ah, you know, he was huge. He, he, he you was know, bigger than him. He was, a, you know, but he was a wannabe, and it's like, really, dude? And that's when we just took him down. But anyway, it's like, don't act like something you're not. You know, if, if, if you, you want to be a motorcycle enthusiast, be one of them.
3: But don't not, be a badass. If, if you can't, if you're going to talk the talk, you better be able to walk the walk. Right. And there's, you know,
0: what really gets to me, and it was a video that was just put out. uh. It was called Motorcycle Club Infiltration. It's one of them freaking guys who got into one of the old clubs. You know which one I'm talking about. Yeah. And he's like, well, they do this, they do that. How many times did you ever see any of that stuff?
3: Never. Never. (laughs) Never. I never saw anything.
0: But anyway, he started talking about Maros Park. Oh, geez. Your
3: hometown. (laughs)
0: <laughs> and he's, and I'm sitting there thinking, well, you know how the cops and all that are in Melrose Park. Every one of them are dirty. Yes. You know, and, and anything that's going on in Melrose Park, those cops are going to tell you if you're right on the right side of the street, if you will. Yes. So he's out there claiming, well, this person was doing this and then going back and doing this with another person. Are you kidding me? Anybody who knows Melrose Park knows that would have hit the street in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. And those are the type of people I cannot stand. And you know Melrose Park people can't stand that shit either. No. No, you don't play around in Melrose Park, man. It's just not the place to do that kind of crap. But, uh, you know, you got Ma- uh, Bobby's over on Mannheim Road, man. That's That was a tough place, man, but... Yeah, kind. That's where I'm at right now. Is I'm getting kind of sick of the way you see it and stuff. And I think that's why I've turned more into the in, independent type of I, stuff.
3: I think. I think that people that ride just need to be who they are and not try and be something they're not.
1: Right. Right.
3: And I mean, like you said, if they're just gonna be like a like the everyday rider, the bike enthusiast, whatever. Then do that then just be that don't act like mr billy big butt or whatever and be all acting all hard and stuff when that's not who you really are No, because there's people out there that will call you on that they'll call you out on it in a heartbeat i mean (laughs) my like seriously they'll call you out i mean i've even some of the guys at the People that come in by me, I've called them out, and I'm a female.
1: <laughs>
3: I don't care. What are they going to do to me? I got I got my man living about four houses down from where I work. I don't think anything's going to happen. Right. But it's like, what are they going to do? They're not going to do anything. Why? Because I'm, I'm speaking the truth. You know, they come in, they're acting all, mm, 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 and I'm like, okay, you need to slow your roll. and I'll say it straight to them because I don't care Right, I'm just too blunt and straightforward so I don't care and then then they change their tune once you call them out on it Mm. they totally it's like all of a sudden they're like this and they're and then you call them out like yeah dude whatever and he's like what
0: (laughs) and it's usually the ones that wear them damn uh, what is it those bandanas that tie in the back those oh, goofy those, looking ones?
3: Oh, the ones that like are like I don't they're not even bandanas. They're just like stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I haven't seen anybody that can pull those off. I uh, no, I've even tried wearing one of those and I look stupid as hell. <laughs> I want the real thing. Just give me an actual bandana and tie it on like that. Mm-hmm. But they got the I mean, what are those things even called? I don't even know. Fake bandanas? Right. It's just a triangle. (laughs) And it goes on, and it's got a little piece hanging in back, and you just tie Get a real bandana. Come on.
0: Right. What is that?
3: I don't even know what they're (laughs) called. Fake bandanas. Right. They look dumb.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Put on a
3: baseball hat backwards. God, that looks better. Mm Mm-hmm. Something.
0: Well, I figured I'd get a woman's opinion, because you guys step back, you look at stuff different than a man would, and, and you know, call, call me crazy, man, but that's just the way I see it. Well,
3: sometimes I call things out before you even notice it, and then you notice it once I say something. Right. I mean, it's like, we see things a lot differently than a guy would see things, because, I don't know, that's just the women in us. We just notice things differently. Mm-hmm. And... Most of the women that I know, they'll call dude out on his <laughs> on his crap, anyways. But I don't know, man. Women
0: are a lot different in the lifestyle than they used to be. Yeah, they're stuck up. Well, they're stuck up, but they are just straight up, you know, prissy. Had... They're they're like politically
3: correct. I can't stand it. Well, uh, well, I'm definitely not politically correct. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I never have been. But I mean, I've had some and can't say who they are but I've had some coming in that are even in patches and let me tell you <laughs> it's a it, whole new world it just made me want to giggle
0: <laughs> well anyway that is uh this segment uh you again you can see China Dow over at the Black River Falls uh pre-Sturge's Harley it's gonna be or not Harley pre-Sturge's party
3: pre-Sturge's party
0: I'm gonna be messed up that night, I can guarantee it. Uh, this is gonna be a fun time, I think.
3: Should I do the weenie thing?
0: the weenie uh bite huh
3: (laughs) i bet you i could get that weenie in my mouth
0: there you go but uh anyway after the commercial break i'm gonna close out the show and i'm gonna give a pre uh look at that one video i did about if motorcycle clubs can ever get along motorcycle madhouse on spotify and itunes radio
1: and there
0: you go that was China Dow, and it was good to have her on the show she was going and uh, having some uh, health issues that she uh, was dealing with that's why she hasn't been on for a while but uh, it's good to have her back she's gonna be around once in a while on the show again you wanna check out that Black River Falls thing but a lot of questions I get on um, Will motorcycle clubs ever get along? And that kind of actually got a lot, how could I say, as we've been doing Biker Angle, those questions got more and more to me. Uh, before I uh, go on to that, thanks for all the uh, super chats. I really appreciate that. That helps the show out because let me tell you, YouTube, YouTube. Uh, Yeah, they pick and choose what's going on nowadays. It's a sad state of affairs with that. But anyway, I did a moto vlog on it, and I was pretty blunt in that moto vlog if motorcycle clubs will ever get along, and the answer to that is no. They're never going to get along. It's just human nature to be that way, to be territorial and stuff. And it's quite sad and especially today's uh, video on bikers news there's stuff about you know these many people on this guy and this happened in front of a wife and quite frankly I agree with you guys it's a bunch of crap but that's the way the streets are man and you gotta know what you're getting into when you get into a club now I know it's not on a club level with some of the stuff you hear on the news. It's individuals or a couple individuals here and there that do stuff. And I'm not one to ever, ever back anybody who's out there dealing, okay? Marijuana's different to me. We, You know what? That's going to be legal all over the place. That's a different type of deal. But when you're talking about you know, meth or something like that. I hope you get freaking life in prison, man, because you know what? You're out there pushing that stuff. It can end up in the hands of a kid, and it destroys lives. It's not like weed where you're all happy and go lucky. No, meth will destroy lives. So I know we had a story on today with Biker News, and that's the, the max or the minimum, I think, for those charges, and you deserve it. I don't care if you're a club guy or not. I don't care if I'm a motorcycle right or a club rights guy. If you go out there and you're selling that kind of stuff, then that's on you, man. You got no sympathy from me, the show, or I hope not anybody else out there. I, it's funny. I get amazed when you have some creators writing stories about well the government went after this got these guys cuz they were clubbers and stuff like that blah 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 don't matter that they have them on wiretapes talking about selling the meth or any of that stuff but just because they wear a patch they're out there sucking pole see a lot of club guys that they're upset about the biker news stuff and I'm like well if you don't want to be on the news, then don't be in the news, man. You know, it's a biker news show. That's what's going on within the motorcycle community. And again, even though I am for motorcycle club rights, I'm not for stupidity. I really ain't. I'll go out there and protect your right to wear a patch, I'll advocate for that right, I'll ab- advocate against motorcycle club profiling. But what I won't advocate for is a bunch of douchebags out there selling crap that can affect a lot of people's lives. Now, my question is, and I kind of think I'm talking to the clubs right now instead of the regular audience, how could you even expect somebody to defend that kind of stuff? How can you even, you know, I get it with, uh, you know, the brotherhood and stuff. Well, he's my brother. He can do no wrong crap really how can you even advocate for like that news story today people out there selling me- and for one you're out there talking on your phones are you crazy you know it's unbelievable how and it, I guess it goes to the newer generation on the way they think but you're out there on your phones talking about doing this deal and that deal you know that's just like uh, this past weekend uh, we had somebody call on the, the hotline And I guess two clubs got into it or something like that in the area and I'm like are you crazy you're telling me this for one I report on this stuff and you're you're like really dude and two the feds could be listening on this so you're calling yourself a club member and then you're coming the red on this stuff to me But, um, everybody knows cops hate this show, really? (laughs) You're talking about club business on the phone. But anyway, you know, it is a sad state of affairs, and I talk about that in uh, the videos. I also got uh, an upcoming video, Life After, you know, the Motorcycle Club. But, yeah, things are pretty messed up out there if you expect people just because you wear a patch to back you you're crazy you really are because that's not me I got kids and I can tell you that the justice system would be a lot more easy on you than I would if I ever caught somebody selling something to my kids like that you know that just destroys lives man it really does and it really gives the biker community a real big black eye when you hear those kind of stories and I know a lot of the clubs you know they've come to me you know this new biker news program biker angle that you do Monday through Thursday you know it's only showing clubs in bad light I was like you know what that's the news man (laughs) again you don't want to be in it don't do it you know I do show good stuff on there when I can find it because I use the AP Newswire or Reuters uh, or Reuters as it's called but because uh, I got uh, the press passes and stuff to get on that wire, and you know what, it is really hard to find some good stuff the club does. Because all uh, everything on the wire is all the bad that happens, and it is it is disappointing that it is that way. But you know, for those guys who are complaining, why you have to air it like that? That's just the way things are. And another question I get is, well, why do you use? motorcycle gang and you're reporting well under the fair use act which we have to follow when I use those stories I can't change the wording of any type of article if I use the article I have to go by what it says so again guys sorry about that but people want to be informed of what's going on in the scene and that's our job to do that stuff. Again, like I talked about at the beginning of the video, that's what we do. That's the job here at Insane Throttle is to report on that. And we are happy to announce that we are getting involved with Bikers Behind uh, Bars, the magazine that started in the 90s. And we're going to get involved with that publication. That was uh, one that's being put on by Encom and AIM so you'll be looking out for that there's ways that you can help support that cause and we're really happy to be involved in that one lastly we got you know what and this is kind of off the biker uh, type of deal we have this thing coming up on Wednesday that is tearing this country apart you know that hearing on this big Russia deal now Every normal American I know, and on the street that I talk to, they laugh about this stuff, but they keep on going and going and going and going. It's time to hold your congressmen and your senators accountable. They're supposed to be out there doing your work. Out there trying to make your life better. That's why they are representatives of the people. They spent over $34 million on something that any freaking Average Joe can see right through. How is that even helping this country? It's really disgusting. Then you read, I just read the story before coming on air. You got somebody, a uh, school in San Francisco, trying to paint over a George Washington mural because he owned slaves. Give me a break, people. How long ago was that not you or anybody else, not even people of color right now were alive when any of that stuff happened? So to try to erase history and you go out there and try to call other people fascists, no, you're the fascist ones because you're trying to erase history. You guys might as well be those ISIS people that have been trying to erase history like they did during their terror thing. So, again, be mindful when you watch this circus that's going to be called Congress on Wednesday. And instead of providing for our veterans or providing health care for you, this is the crap that they're uh, pulling out there in Washington. So you might want to stay uh, a little headed uh the game and get on the phone with them people and make them do their job it ain't gonna work because washington all it is is a bunch of freaking uh, lawyers and ties that are interested in their politics their power they don't care about you until you go out there and make them care that's why half of them are against term limits because they say, oh, the vote is the term limit. No, it's bought and paid for because you got so many sheep in this country that can't think for themselves. But anyway, that is the show today. Thanks for listening, guys. I really appreciate it. Don't forget Biker Angle every Monday through uh, Thursday. Friday, we usually have a moto vlog out or uh, Motorcycle Madhouse Shorts. And Sundays, every Sunday at 9 o'clock, a new uh, episode of Motorcycle Madhouse is out on Spotify and iTunes. It is killing it out there, and it's only because of you guys. Again, thanks for the super chats. You guys are awesome. Talk to you guys later. Well, that's it for this week's episode of Motorcycle Madhouse. Don't forget to go over to the Insane Throttle's new YouTube channel. and Also get your daily dose of biker news every morning at HarleyLiberty.com. If you haven't done so already, go like the new Motorcycle Madhouse Facebook page. And until next week, I'm James Hollywood Machikari. And remember, keep that throttle cracked wide open.